Hello everyone and welcome to the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sorechomp. Our mission is simple, to discuss the video games we are playing, to discuss all issues surrounding gaming, and to cultivate a community of people who want to discuss gaming together. It is one of the most exciting times of the year. The unbearable heat of the summer is now gone, snow is falling, the holiday season is coming for those who celebrate, which means Christmas jazz music floods our beautiful ear holes. But most importantly, it means that the Dagger Tooth Awards, our yearly Game of the Year awards show, is upon us. I can hardly believe it myself that I'm saying this, but it is seven years of us doing this show. There have been so many wild experiences with this show each year that continues to surprise us. It's the series of shows where we celebrate the past year of gaming. It truly is a magical and wonderful time. But before we start all of the proceedings that follow this kind of show, please allow me to introduce us. First, my name is Shay Layton and I am the host. It's a pleasure to be here. Joining me today are three excellent people. First, he is a part-time contributor here at Sorechomp, often writing articles and guesting on the Chompcast and Chomping at the Bits. Please welcome to the show, Ray. Ray, how you doing? I'm great. And just before you go any further, you said three great people. Before you go any further, Rich is a terrible human being. Like, Actually, I said excellent. Yeah, I, I yeah, wouldn't still describe wrong. any of us as excellent. Yeah, I'm sublime. Rich sucks. Wow. Bold words. Bold yeah. words from the... The, the, the sometimes <laughs> contributor. From the sometimes... Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say from the person who introduced you to coming on this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm nothing if not ungrateful. Rich, fuck you. Damn. Coming out strong. Man, maybe you are going to bring the heat this year. Last year was like I was listening back to the shows last year that we did. It was pretty amicable last year. As com- it was probably the most amicable game of the year shows that we had. So, Ray, maybe you're bringing the heat that we've been I'm, missing. I'm a little older, a little wiser, and I know Rich sucks. Rich does none of those things. But no, how was, how was your week, Ray? Pretty good. You know... You know, you're out in Japan, so I don't know what you do for Thanksgiving. Do you, like, privately get, like, KFC and, like, eat mashed potatoes? You want to know what I did for Thanksgiving this I, year, dude? I, I wonder, like, do you, do you celebrate at all as, like, an American in Japan? I, I had these grandiose plans. I was looking up research, or, uh, sorry, recipes on, uh, on stuffing, and I was going to make some nice, delicious mashed potatoes, and, like, I was going to make... All sorts of stuff. And I came home and I ate my meal prepped dinner, which is chicken and broccoli and a protein shake. And I sat down and I played God of War. That's all I did. Okay. So, like, you really, okay. So, you're really not even like you had American plans, but just didn't follow through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Whereas I, I did the full, I did the full <laughs> American thing. Like, I really was the one who cooked most of the stuff at my house. Like, from scratch mashed potatoes i air fried brussels sprouts but then skillet fried them in bacon fat yeah that's so good cheesecloth soaked in melted butter on top of the turkey breast to keep it moist julia child style 
Mm. Man, yeah, really yeah you did. You did Thanksgiving right. My I wanted to do, do what that. she was doing. Oh yeah, Julia Child. Like she had, she had the best philosophy. A little bit of wine for the dish. A little bit of wine for me. No, she knew oh, what was up. I mean, if she, if she was smart, she'd just have a wine IV bag just dripping into her slowly. That way, she can spend more time cooking and less time. I think that was actually swallowing. off. I think that was off camera. She was still swallowing with the IV bag. So it's like a game of Charlie McDennis. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You nailed that. Well, Ray, thank you for being here. Second, he is a host of Chomping at the Bits, co-host of the Chompcast and Chomping After Dark, and is the editor of the article section on the Sword Chomp website. Please welcome Rich Meister. Rich, you in fact do not suck, but how are you doing this week? I, oh yeah, I suck, Ray. Name 12 examples. I really don't have time to get into every time I've seen that you sucked. I hit one tree with my car in a parking lot, and all of a sudden, I suck. Were you drunk? Actually, don't answer I, that. Don't answer that. I don't like because if it becomes yeah, yes, then I you I want to leave gonna... a paper trail. What That's, do you think yeah, the answer yeah, just, is? Just don't don't answer that. That you're making extrapolate on the story and ha- and think holidays, about what you think everyone. the answer might be. From our family to yours. I, I would yeah, only okay drinking. it if you drunkenly drove in Olive Garden, because I had to move the car like ten feet. No, and you wouldn't understand. So, drunkenly driving to an Olive Garden is probably a pretty Midwestern thing. No, if you right. want to keep it Long Island, he either drunkenly drove into a diner, yeah, or drunkenly drove into a Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Do they, still have, do they still have slushies in the Seven Elevens in New York? It's a slurpee, slurpee you piece of fucking shit. animal. Yeah. Yeah, Slurpee, I'm sorry. Yes. Do they still have that? Of course. Yes. They don't have those at all in Japan. No Slurpees. But they sell Gundams in... They sell Gundam models at 7-Elevens in Japan. And they sell condoms. They, they sell, sell them for here the Gundams. Too. Here, too, yeah. For the, con- for the Gundams. I said condoms Any for the Gundams. Any condom is for a Gundam. That's the yeah. right size. Listen, a- 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 you know, it- any Gundam with a condom is practicing safe sex. Well, you know what? Gundams are not exempt from STDs or their responsibility when it comes to their I think they might nature. be. They are robots. But they don't sterilize themselves, Ray. I they're think they often do. In, they're often in space. I don't think STDs yeah. can survive in space. Yeah. I got chlamydia could never survive in space. But listen, don't send any corrections about that. I was listening to your holiday podcast and I could tell Fuck you, you right we now, know we're wrong. Chlamydia we're glad. can exist in space. <laughs> Martians have chlamydia. Yeah, they don't. Well, Rich, I'm glad you're My here. My Thanksgiving as well. was great. Thanks for asking. I never even asked Ray about his Thanksgiving, but God, sure. no one cares, Rich. <laughs> I did not. I said, "How was your week?" I didn't say, "How oh, was Thanksgiving." Know. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening when you were talking to him because I'm recording don't care about on a Thursday. Th- Thanksgiving was a week ago. Was it? I don't know. I left. Okay. Rich, how was your Thanksgiving? I don't. Let's just move on. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Ray, maybe he does suck. Uh, and last, a, a person who I've been creating and producing podcasts with for over 12 years. 
They are the audio editor of the Chompcast, co-host of the Chompcast and Chomping After Dark, and the site and business admin. Please welcome to the show, Josh Fowler. Josh, how you doing this week? Big gulp, huh? Had to go in it for a second. Um, it's been a week. Yeah, it has. It has. It's like it's kind of crazy to me every time I ask that question. For like, like Rich and I, we have shit going on usually, but it's like, eh, you know, like nothing too detrimental. For you, for the past like six months, it's every fucking week there's something shitty going on and i've i've had and i don't replace... mean that in a funny like haha way i mean the yeah. like, jesus christ way my life's shitty every day thank you very much yeah i've had to replace new and interesting car parts every week for about the last six months things that you didn't even know existed yeah yeah what are you changing what do you got what's going on there that's my well well recently we had to Replace, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's the interface between the engine oil and the radiator fluid. That, that heat okay. transfer, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, there, were, there was a manufacturing defect that they decided wasn't worth recalling over, even though they fall apart, and then your engine can overheat because they've not just fallen apart, but there's, just, there's no coolant whatsoever coming in contact with the engine instantly. So uh, need it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. It's very. It's cold out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we can't um, hear you, Ray, if you're talking. So yeah, had to had to replace that, and then uh, probably related to that, but there we we've got some sort of other coolant issue now. Either either something, either water pump got damaged during that, or one of the hoses. Some something related to that initial problem that wasn't fixed with it has now also failed. So I'm we're sorry to hear that. Have you, you, have you live, tried checking the blinker fluid? Do you just live like in an area where everything's just acid? So all of your car parts are just corroding all the time. Well, we had to buy this thing in Michigan. So, so yes. And so, anywhere right north of the Mason Dixon line are mostly is, salt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And anywhere north of the Mason Dixon line, it is not worth buying a used car. Um, That's unfortunate. And fuck car troubles. I tell you, it's not <sighs> worth buying a, a used car anywhere right now because car prices, car well, yeah, prices are monumental wherever you go. Yeah, there's that. You want to buy a new car yeah. right now? You're paying five grand over sticker. No, the uh -huh. market's still fucked. It's good for me as someone who sells services on cars people already own. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're making those points or whatever. Uh, uh, the commissions are, are big right now, my man. Very nice. They are indeed. Well, you know what? I'm glad we're all here, for better or worse. We're I'm all glad here. someone is. Yes. So I want to explain the ground rules, especially if this is your first time being here for um, our game of the skins. year shows. Yep. Playing the first blood. <laughs> Again. It's big. Again with the big <laughs> benefit um, to the shirts. So the period of consideration for our awards is December first, 2021, to November 30th, 2022. Uh, this is our way of making sure that games from the previous year can get the proper notice. Um, 
while you know not having too much recency bias, though it's impossible to completely account for that, unfortunately. In today's proceedings, which is our first of three weeks, there are zero ties. There is only going to be one choice selected unless otherwise stated. There are a few categories that have multiple choices. We'll get into that later. However, since it is a celebration, we are allowed to briefly mention any runner-ups that we feel passionate about. After we give our personal choices for the categories, we will discuss what our group choice is here at Sorchum. In years past, we have kept an order to which each person discusses their choice. For example, Rich Me, Josh, Rich Me, Josh, Rich Me, Josh. As I was thinking about it over the past few weeks, though, I think that it kind of is unfair to expect one person to always start off the categories. So I'm going to be doing kind of a rotational distribution that um, hopefully passes the responsibility along evenly. But here are the categories that we will be discussing today in this order. Favorite voice acting performance, favorite menu screen, favorite song, and that's going to be top three, so from three to one. Favorite soundtrack, top three, same thing, three, two, one. Favorite old game. Um, in the past, we had a very long title for it, favorite game that you played this year that didn't come out this year. We decided to shorten that to favorite old game, make that a little bit easier. Most accessible game of 2022 and favorite sound design. So those are the categories we will be discussing today. And we are going to get started with the favorite voice acting performance. So I decided that um, I'm going to start this category off. Um, figured make that as easy as possible. Um, so let's get started. I'm excited, guys. I'm really excited. So uh, my choice for this year's favorite voice acting performance uh, is Freya from God of War Ragnarok, played by Danielle Nicole Bissetti. Uh I have absolutely loved every moment that she is speaking on the screen. To be honest with you, she conveys such a wonderful emotion. She has such a great range. Um, and I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible because it is still a very recent game. At the beginning, she is a very angered, frustrated um, mother who has lost her children and is on a path for revenge. And things happen in the story to where her emotions change and she goes through a whole whirlwind of different emotions and she becomes this very complex character that she she wasn't quite um as complex in the first game uh god of war 2018 her her voice acting performance was just exemplary to me i really enjoyed um her voice acting performance a ton and it's coming from a game where there are a lot of good performances to be honest with you but hers stood out to me the most every time she's on screen every time uh her voice actress nicole or danielle nicole talks I'm always really happy to hear what kind of performance she's bringing to each scene. So for me, Freya uh, for God of War Ragnarok, played by Danielle Nicole Bissetti, is my choice for this year. So, Rich, uh, I'm going to kick it off to you next. Surely. Who is your fa or what, who, whichever, is your favorite voice acting performance of 2022? 
My pick is also from God of War Ragnarok, but it is Richard Schiff as Odin is mm. just fucking chef's kiss because uh hell of an actor to begin with. I enjoyed his entire story about like getting this gig where his son basically had to like sit him down and be like, you need to take this and like read him the plot of the original and explain to him why it was so important. Um, But his performance as Odin, and we talked about this a little bit when we have talked about uh this game recently in other podcasts this very like puppet master like mob boss type spin to this take on odin he just plays it off really well and i think i think his cards are dealt out from the start and there's a lot more of that as the game goes on and you kind of get into that very norse mythological like trickster odin um and he's very good at being deceitful in ways that i think work because he can come off as charming and your friend and very duplicitous yes from that first scene in the cabin he nails it really nicely like when he's sitting down with kratos and atreus and thor and he's talking about like igni and modi and he's like those guys were idiots you know whatever you know no harm done you killed them like it's that like callousness um that he plays off so so fucking well and he just like he is commanding a scene when when he is in a scene in this game yeah, uh, like to to add to that really quickly, I'll be as brief as I can. I really like the moments where he is, like he's more like a lot of his performance in the game is pretty subtle, and it's especially subtle in his interactions with um, Atreus. Yeah, without yeah. giving any more away than that, it's it's very subtle. It's very well done, and yeah, he's another one of those. Um, characters that stick out and do such a good job this is a, with their this role. is a stacked fucking cast too like there's so many like hard pressed like i was on the fence about like robert craighead as, as brock at one point like there's so many great performances in this sit the guy who does sindri i don't know who um, let me verify for that because he has there's a number of moments in this game that like his he got to really stretch his legs as an actor john harrington john harrington yeah yeah Another and i honestly one. i i loved um Sorry, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Ryan Hurst as Thor. Thor, um, yeah, I've liked, also great. I liked him for a long time. He did a wonderful job as well. This game is just packed with wonderful voice acting performances, but I definitely think Odin is up there as well as being phenomenal. So, yeah, good choice. Uh, Josh, I'm going to pass it off to you next. Who is your favorite voice acting performance, or what is your favorite voice acting performance of 2022? Um. Like you said, there there've been a bunch of good ones, especially in God of War. Um, just excellent job all around. Um, my my favorite this year though is J.K. Simmons as Cave Johnson in Aperture Desk oh. Job. Oh, he's in that. He's in that. Well, he's, yeah. he he reprises his role as Cave Johnson um, from Portal Two. This feels um, like cheating. Oh, that's awesome. As, this feels in, like cheating. In this one, where he is, you know. Same character, same same sort of thing, but uh, uh, anyway, you're you're now working for him um, at your at this at said aperture desk job, um, mm. and the interactions there are uh, are pretty great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's he's got that same um, sort of just smugness to him 
that he, that he had originally that that sort of uh we're doing the best and that's why you're here yeah. thing like the opening monologue in this game i i've talked about before is one of my favorite bits ever because it's this overly grandiose you know talking about how we're the best and whatnot and then you get to your desk and and, and the guy who's you know they're uh kind of giving you your introduction goes oh i'm i'm sorry i played the wrong tape um then he puts in a different recording and says get to work you're fired because you're 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 That's uh, the, yeah. you're just you're a just tester. Fucking... You're you're not one of the scientists who's there doing all these grand things, changing the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there to do just the menial testing job, and just the way they show the two sides of this character about how you know all these big, ridiculously grand ideals, and then just the absolute callousness of how he actually runs to the shut company. Shut up and do your job. Yeah, uh, is just great. Um, Got a new assignment for you. Fighting an army of mantis men. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That, like, the thing for me, J.K. Simmons, I didn't realize how good of a voice actor he is. Like, obviously, you can notice when, he, when he's on screen in live-action movies, he really commands the scene. But for me, seeing him as Tenzin in The Legend of Korra really made me realize yeah. his range as a voice actor and just how how well he controls his voice it is a very distinct voice too which i think which gives him an obvious edge but he's also very good at emoting with his voice which not everybody can boast he has an amazing timber the timber of his voice is fantastic um yeah josh that is that is a great great choice um i didn't even know he reprised his role so yeah yeah it was yeah cool well ray uh, since this is your first game of the year show with us, um, first of the Dagger Tooth Awards that you've ever done, I figured we'd put you last so you can kind of see how the proceedings go. So I'm kicking it off to you. You're you're rounding up your uh, this category with your personal choice. So yeah, play but it I, on us. okay. So yeah, my voice. I haven't played God of War Ragnarok. I never even played God of War 2018, but I watched plenty of Richard. Uh, videos of richard schiff as odin because i heard so much about him he's like oh he was amazing at this mob boss odin and just seeing how much i feel like norse mythology norse mythology rather has been getting more play lately you know in like thor movies and stuff like that in marvel i was like okay i want to see this take it's awesome richard schiff is absolutely amazing and I feel like just in general, you guys were saying before this, the cast, the voice cast of God of War Ragnarok is absolutely stacked. And, you know, Shay was alluding to earlier some of the scenes with Odin with Atreus. You know, I'm going to elaborate slightly further. It's a very mob movie sort of trope. The you do some, you know, I did something for you. Now you do something for me sort of scene. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of those with with him. And he kills it every single fucking time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it just it, it, again, it's a stack cast. Although it, I didn't I, even know a new Portal thing came out, so J.K. Again, like I said before, I feel like J.K. Simmons <laughs> is almost like cheating. Yeah, they didn't you, really announce it much because it was. You should play it. it came out with the Steam Deck. It it's kinda, built specifically for the Steam Deck. Yes, I didn't even know. Okay, so and it's yeah. free. 
It, well, it is free. You That's, can play it without the Steam Deck, but it was meant... It's built to show off the yeah, Steam Deck. to show off the Steam Deck capabilities. I'm going to download it later. It's because called Aperture Desk Job, your yeah. Your desk is built to kind of look like a Steam Deck. That's amazing. No, J.K. JK Simmons kills whatever he does, like whether it is Tenzin, like you said, whether it's he was Skoda and Law and Order fucking 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, the the, the new uh, um, I can't remember what they're called, but the robots, the like the eyeball robots like Wheatley and GLaDOS, I can't remember what they're called in universe. I forgot what they're called yet. But the you have a new like Southern good old boy uh, robot who's helping you out with your job as well. And he's also a proud boy. It's like a boss, (laughs) a boss hog. Yes, a boss hog robot. But he 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 also does an excellent job with uh in that game. It's it's yeah. No, they always had really good voice good. acting, but no, I gotta say Richard Schiff as Odin. Again, I haven't played the game, just seeing the videos I saw. He he nailed it. Got it in one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely fair. agree. Well, there we go. First category is in the books for us personally. Face face favorite face no uh favorite voice acting performance of 2022 in the books uh for us personally now we are uh gonna do favorite menu screen last year we did favorite menu screen music we decided to slightly alter it this year to make it a little bit more broad just to favorite menu screen so you can still talk about the music obviously that's a part of the menu screen but just talking about and encapsulating everything about the menu screen so um and that's the like the very first menu screen that you see when you pop the game on so rich uh you're gonna kick off this category first uh sure um for me and the and the music is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here but it's a good menu screen regardless it's neon white Mm. Um, okay it's good it's colorful it's bouncy that theme is just like that like smooth kind of poppy jazz is that that game is anime as fuck, but it is it is something else. And yeah. uh, I think uh, like I, I could just like sit on. That's one of those menus that like I could just pop up while I'm doing something else and just like relax on. Yeah, and that's, 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 to, that's what I'm looking for in a menu screen. Do you want me to pop that on for a few seconds and we can yeah, talk yeah. about that? Give us give us a taste. Okay, okay. And I will, Josh. Uh, this is a little bit meta. I will send you all the links after the show. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right, roll for initiative. So this is called Fade to White off the Neon White OST. Very atmospheric. Yeah, it's it's like it's that lo-fi kind of sense. I mean, it's it's good. It's yeah, the the whole soundtrack to that is just great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a quick 30-second sample of that. I also like, uh, if you look at the, the menu screen itself, it has the green, white, and red characters on each one. Or, uh, each character is a different color, and I, I really yeah, yeah. like that, too, because it's, like, it's a very simple contrast, and it stands out. That's, like, a very distinct design choice in that game, with the, the characters being the individual neons, with you playing as neon white and neon red, neon yellow, neon green, or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of one of those games I will really wanted to get around to this year. I just 
didn't make time for it, unfortunately. But it's probably something I'm going to play at the beginning. It's very of next good. Year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah, one of one of our uh, uh, good buddies, Justin, has talked about how that's one of his favorite games of this year. So, yeah, yeah, it's solid. Good choice, Rich. Josh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate your you're validation. Welcome. You're welcome, Josh. What was uh, your favorite menu screen of this year? Uh, this was a tough one. Um, the the kind of one of the standouts I, I, I was a. Uh, um, I, I, re- I really like in Tunic how it's just got a very chill, just similar to like the neon white thing where it's. Uh, it's very relaxed, very much getting you in the mood for the game you're about to play, mm-hmm. sort of a, you know, just relaxing song, which, right. um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that sort of a, sort of a vibe check, sort of an intro, uh, to a mm. game that we, sometimes you still see that. I think that's still, that should be the idea for most of them. Uh, but right. but I but I do think the standout this year is in God of War, with the opening on the fireside, with Kratos just sitting there thinking about where shit went wrong, um, and then once you're in the actual game, um, and off doing all this other stuff, in order to kind of it, coming back to this game. Um, to still give you that sort of feeling of not being at home, uh, continuing to have the menu screen be just that fire, but Kratos isn't there anymore, uh, cause you've got other shit to do. Um, yeah, it's, I, a, it's almost like an interactive or evolving menu screen. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it kind of gets the vibe across even just the sounds of the fire um in order to kind of accomplish the same thing uh but in a really direct way i think yeah it's it's kind of it's bizarre because like when you start the game obviously you're picking all your your options and um what you want to do and like how you want to play the game and it's showing kratos by that fire and as soon as you like to start the game that literally is the very first scene you see in the game. So you go from the menu straight into the game. But every time after that, like you're saying, Kratos isn't there. Like that fire, even the fire sounds like lonely. You know, like there are people who put a, a warm house fire, not house fire, <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> oh, nice ha- house fire. No, a, a, a nice a, like toasty a, house fire. Yes. A fireplace <laughs> fire, like on their TV, and just like let the noise play as ASMR, and that sounds warm and it invokes feelings of hearth. But the fire that is crackling in the menu screen when Kratos and Atreus are no longer there, it feels—I don't want to say dissonant because that's too strong of a descriptor—but it almost feels empty. Yeah, yeah, it feels cold. Yes. I was thinking you were going to pick Tunic, so that, that is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I, I really do like Tunic's. Tunic's kind of... 
I really like the music in that. That's like probably one of my favorite like menu songs in a, in a good right. while. Um, but I, I feel like it just kind of, other than the music, didn't have as much going on for it. Right. Right. And the thing is, like, if we kept this category's favorite menu screen music, oh, we yeah, would have missed out on God of War Ragnarok tuning. being here. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and that was I, a close I, second for me as well, honestly, like, thinking se- about everything Josh just talked about. Yeah, like, to be honest with you, I didn't pick it as mine because I knew that somebody here was going to pick it, which I'm very happy about. And there's some other ones that were just as uh, powerful for me, which I will talk about later. But I'm glad, yeah. Josh, that you picked this because I think it is a very big standout for this year. Yeah. Ray, what is your choice for favorite menu screen of this year? Let me tell you about a game that hit 1.0 this year, and that game is called oh. Vampire Survivors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the exact opposite of the other menus that were discussed so far. Like, oh, these are complicated things. They make you feel something. No, the Vampire Survivors opening menu literally could have been taken out of a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah, Music, absolutely. graphics, everything. It's not relaxing. The music kind of gets you like fucking pumped. Like it's like, okay, let's let's start this. Let's start this. And every time you hit one of the buttons, it's a little shrill tone. It's not a nice tone. It's a 16-bit tone. Like it gets Mm. you ready. It's like I am buying stuff. I am upgrading stuff. I am ready to get into the action and to kill 75,000 things in 30 minutes. I like that. I like that. It's very simple. It is so to the point. Reminds me of myself. Shut up. No, it's so to the point. It's amazing. Rich, why do you got to do these things? What are you talking about? And then I got to say, as a honorable mention, and you're going to see this argument come up later, even though it didn't first come out this year, it came out wide this year. And I hear Josh loading up Vampire Survivors. (laughs) No, I'm loading it up. Oh, was, you're loading was, up. Okay. I was looking at the menu screen. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, Persona 5 Royal came out on non PlayStation stuff this year. And just so in terms. Counts. Yeah. <laughs> and just in terms of absolute style and everything that they do, Persona no, 5 Royal screen. is hard. It, opening mm-hmm. menu. Opening menu is amazing. But I'm telling you right now, even the in game menu, like just when you're running around, but then you hit the menu. That is, I think, hands down the best menu screen in any video game ever made. That's bold. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. So I, I got to tell you this, Ray. I think your choice for Vampire Survivors is, is garbage. Prob- <laughs> it's great for one reason and one reason only. Um, between mine, Josh's, and Rich's choice, none of ours have a nice juicy ass at the front of the menu screen where it's true. Empire survivors does hasn't Kratos has nice ass is ass. just off screen on that menu. And we know it's plump. Yeah. Oh, it is, that is a supple ass. Mm-hmm. It is an ass. I would like to look it's the at ass of a Greek God. Literally. <laughs> I was talking about, you know what? That, that, that's actually the best possible way of putting it. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good choice, Ray. Uh, I'm going to briefly mention my runner-up before I mention my actual choice. So Tinykin was my runner-up this year. Um, okay, yeah, for, yeah. Because it has uh, the main character kind of cuddling with his little Tinykin, which are similar to Pikmin, 
not exactly. But legally distinct. Legal, very legally distinct. But they're kind of like they're moving back and forth, kind of like cuddling with with each other with a still blurred background. And the menu screen music is just like really feel good, and it just prepares you so yep. well for what you're about to play, which is a very relaxing, earnest, just fun collectathon that you just travel and adventure around in. I think it's a great, simple setup there. But my actual choice of this year, um. I was debating this last night, late into the night, to be honest with you, is Triangle Strategy is my uh, favorite menu screen of this year. It has this awesome music that really pumps you up for what you're about to play. Um, the, vocal, the vocal lines are kind of silly, um, which I, I enjoyed. You know, there's a little bit of that RPG, JRPG corniness in there, which I love. Uh, so it's not to take itself too seriously. But what really stands out for me is it has these transitions where uh, the main character is walking through the various environments that he and the rest of his crew are going through. And then it starts to show certain things story wise that are not spoilery that are happening throughout the gameplay. And it's a very long game, so it's showing you snippets here and there of what's happening. But here's a quick uh, theme of it. I need to play this game. I have it on my Steam Deck. I'm really looking forward to playing it. You do. Very, very solid theme where Actually, I went back to a lot of games, like all the games that I played that came out this year. I I don't usually do this. I usually just go on YouTube, but I booted up each game that I had played this year and checked out all the themes, like even the DLCs, because yeah. the DLCs, uh, like Cuphead's DLC, uh, the Delicious Last Course, actually changed the um, yeah, it changed opening the, theme the menu. and the Music. menu. Yeah, yeah, it changed everything, but. Um, I checked out all the themes and Triangle Strategies was one of the most um, interesting to me because it wasn't a stagnant screen. There were things actually happening, moving around. And for me, I a few times when I booted up that game, I would just kind of watch the scenes that are happening behind the menu, like what it's showing. Yeah. Do you guys and remember like, that as kids? That just... How you just <laughs> let the menu sit because you wanted to see what new thing would play in the background? Right. Yeah. That doesn't and, happen as much anymore. That's because I'm tense. Yeah. And I like that it gives you a preview of a lot of what you're going to do without being spoilery. I mean, it shows you the beautiful environments that that game has, all the different places you're going to go, some of the plot points you're going to experience without knowing the context of it. It did such a good job. So for me, Triangle Strategy was the clear-cut winner. But Tiny Kin and God of War Ragnarok were also great standouts for me this year. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to kick it off to favorite song. And this is our top three favorite songs um, in descending order. So three to two to one. And I I'm really excited for this category. This one always actually gives me a lot of stress because I... I want to make sure I get this perfect and I want to make sure that I spread the love evenly because there are times where I'm like, oh, all the all the music I could 
give it to one game because I love the music so much. But I also, there are certain songs that when I pop them on, I'm like, shit, I forgot how good the soundtrack was. Like I was, uh, I was uh, messaging Rich last night about, I was like, dude, this fucking game soundtrack is so good. So um, that, the music always does that to me. This is one of my favorite categories that we do every year. So favorite song. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Josh, I'm going to kick it off to you and, um, I'm just going to play your first choice <laughs> for this year. Let me, let me boot it up for you real quick. Hold on. Just... That's not too loud, right? What? <laughs> Such a good song. So, this is called Starlight Therapy, um, written and uh, performed by Lifeformed and Janice Kwan from the soundtrack tunic yeah yeah um the normally by the end of most years i've got a pretty big collection of soundtracks that i immediately had to go out and buy after games came out and i've you know played them for a while uh this year i bought one soundtrack uh and it was tunic uh it has just <sighs> it's transcendent is what you're trying to say yeah i i don't know what i'm trying to say um are you trying to say it's a soundtrack. it's a game that you translated the entire fake language for well, but yeah, music-wise, I I think it is the best thing to come out this year by music is a language a lot. we all speak, man. And a lot of that has to do with it being um I mean the the whole game itself is is doing an awful lot of not just like aping the style of everything else, but there there are references to just gaming as a whole. Especially Zelda, everyone's immediately going to see, oh, it's it's sort of a Zelda-looking fox thing. It it must be a Zelda game. Um, which, sure, okay, it doesn't really feel like a Zelda game. It doesn't really sound like a Zelda game. The soundtrack to this game has got a whole lot more of that really atmospheric, like Donkey Kong Country, Chrono Trigger-type vibes to it. Um, that I've not really seen anybody put together before, and it works so well. Uh, in order to kind of give you this nostalgic feeling of playing a game that feels like you've heard every song on here, feel feels like something you know as soon as you hear it for the first time. Um. Yeah. Yeah, dude i I had forgotten on I'd forgotten how good the soundtrack was until I was preparing for this 
I was like, fuck, man, I forgot how good this is. I need to go back and listen to this more. It's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. And I, like, I, personally, I personally think it is one of the standout tracks from, from Tunic, to be honest with you. Um, all jokes aside, I, I really do think it is one of the better tracks. But what's the uh, joke? Yeah. Touche. Touche. There is no joke. Okay. One well, is one is enough. Hey, I'm glad. I'm, yes, I haven't heard somebody say that in so long. Mm-hmm. Brings brings me joy. Thank you, Josh, mm-hmm, for bringing mm-hmm, it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully people get that. And if they don't, Fuck tough it. titties. That's on you. All right. Well, Ray, are you ready for your first choice for um, your? Favorite song. One of yeah, your favorite songs of this year. Hit, yeah, hit me. Dude, I like this. Such a good remaster. Yeah. Maybe you're not ready for that one, but your kids are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, a little random fact about that song: the drums, uh, since it was a a redone song, essentially, the uh, drums are done by a YouTuber. Her name is Yoyoka. She's famous on YouTube for being a very, very young drummer. Um, she's been drumming on there since she's nine years old. Uh, she lives here in Japan, and she's been on Ellen in the past. Um, Wow, yeah. so she knows what it's like to see a stage and get berated. She she didn't <laughs> understand it though. She she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't yeah, speak she, very yeah. good English. But. She knew something bad was happening. Culture is so different here. But she, but she didn't <laughs> know what. Yeah, but uh, boss battle theme from the Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Ray, why was that your number three favorite song of this year? Because frankly, I think it's one of the all-time timeless songs in jrpg history it is nobuo metsu at his best and when this game originally came out on the super nintendo he turned the sound chip beeps and boops into timeless music that we are still riffing off of today so much so that you have a nine-year-old in japan playing the drums like your additional facts about that actually shows how timeless it is you have a fucking nine-year-old playing the music that came out in like 1994 or some shit because it is fucking yeah timeless oh, as yeah. shit you're correct his yeah. battle themes mm. from five and six are just outstanding no like what Nubuo Matsu did on the super nintendo is nothing short of sorcery yeah. and just no one understood a super nintendo sound chip better than him and final fantasy six brought all that to bear and he even said in past interviews that he had like three years to make that soundtrack or whatever. Whereas Final Fantasy seven red book audio CD, he only had a year to make. He didn't like the FF seven soundtrack nearly as much. And it almost shows like he made a full blown opera song, like just it. But I do, I think the boss battle and I think for JRPGs boss battle music specifically has to really slap. Otherwise the game doesn't work. Because yeah. they're, they're meant to be special events. 
I agree with that. 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. I like that. So that's uh, Ray's number three choice. My number three choice, um, well, I'll just let you guys know that the, the, the backup for me was The Kingdom of Glenbrook from Triangle Strategy. It is a very, very good song. That's a good one. Uh, I'm not going to play it, but here's my actual number three choice. Is the Jubilife theme, village theme from Pokemon Legends okay, yeah. Arceus? Yep. Um, Can't wait for the bass to drop. Arceus. <laughs> yeah, like that. Do you no. know God's a Pokemon? <laughs> you can catch God. <laughs> I I really like that theme because it is this game for better or worse. There are some intense moments, obviously, when you encounter Alpha Pokemon or you encounter a shiny that you really want to catch that you don't want to miss out on or some of the battles can get a little bit intense or you encounter uh, god but <laughs> um the the jubilife village theme does such a good job of just relaxing you making you feel warm and at home every time you come back to the village cuz it's the central hub of the game and you know if you're going to yep. be there a lot you need a theme that is very resonant and very I don't know I, I I could use so many adjectives here but it just does such a great job of wanting to or of welcoming you back into the village and making you want to stay there for a while sometimes I would just yeah. peruse through my menus and just look at the ingredients I have look at what I need stuff like that look at the Pokemon that I want to get next and purposefully do it in that village just so I can continue to listen to the music in the background. I have to ask though, in light of playing Legends Ar- Arceus, um how did it feel to have a Pokemon game that actually worked correctly? Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it it did have its technical issues, but um no, it felt it felt nice. I will say Spoken that. like someone who hasn't played Scarlet and Violet yet. Arceus is perfect. Is it Arceus or Arceus? It's Arceus. And I'm not being an asshole. I'm just yeah, I, I think I think there is actually a divide between Japan and America between Arceus and Arceus. Yeah. Well, we never know what to say here in America. E is a soft vowel, but that's only in Romance languages, so who cares? Mm. Call it whatever you want. Right. Jim. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Arceus. Bob. We're, we're just yeah, not going to pronounce the like arm. that. Pokemon Bruce Almighty. There you go. So in, in Japanese, it would be yeah. Aruseus. Nah, that's wrong. Next question. It wasn't a question. But anyways, uh, that is my number three choice for uh, songs of the, my favorite songs this year. Rich, um, do you have any, do you want to do any introduction before I pop your song off? Or nah, no? fucking fire that shit up. Yes, Dad. Lot of 
something about his voice. I wish uh, we could so play. G- it's so good, man. I, I wish fu- we could play the whole song. Yeah. Um, Metal Hellsinger, man. I didn't even finish that game because I'm not good at it. Uh, but like the best thing to come out of that game is like they just made like a fucking dope ass metal album. <laughs> they really did. They really, really did. But why that song? Why is that the best song for you? Um, that's just or a standout three, to me. Say. Like, yeah, there's there's a bunch I really like on that soundtrack. I just really like uh, Serge's vocal work on that particular track because they, you know, got a ton of uh, guest musicians to participate. And there's a ton of killer tracks featuring a ton of people from a ton of bands. And kind of what you were saying is it was popping up there, Shay. Like his vocals just are always like so unique and stand out. And that track in particular is just really fucking cool. It is, yeah, it is an epic track, and obviously, it, it was a fun hopping track. It sounds like a typical met- metal song at the beginning. I gotta and say, then, for the audience, I'm just gonna interrupt you. We were all kind of bopping our heads here on the video chat. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, and even even the first little dot, 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 that, like, just, that is Serge's eccentricity as a vocalist. That is, yeah. I like he's always playful with his vocals, and he brings in his cultural heritage with his vocals, along with a more westernized approach as well. He does such a good job of that. So I think that's probably a big part of the song for you is his vocals are doing a lot of the heavy lifting. But it's still I, a, yeah, just one hundred and fifty percent. But yeah, e- either way, it is a killer song. It is. It's also one of the ones where like I feel like it was one of the first tracks where when it hit in the actual game. I was like immediately like I want to listen to that again because it just feels so good in motion as you're like popping off combos in that game and shooting to the beat and uh I wish I were better at that game. It has a good like BPM to it to where yeah. if you're doing something that things are popping off and yeah, it would work. It would work really well. Okay, so that's your Rich, that's your number three choice for favorite song of this year. Hell yeah. Throwing it back to Josh for his number two. Uh, favorite song of the year. Here we go. That's called Ooze Control, also from a little-known game called Tunic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, More Tunic goodness. Yeah, yeah, just just so we don't bury the lead here. I just told Shay to pick three songs from Tunic because <laughs> I've been stressed this year and I don't give a shit. Um, the soundtrack <laughs> is great, and frankly, I've listened to like I said, it's the only sound, only soundtrack that I've bought to listen to outside of the game this year. And I just listened to the whole album just every time. It's not, it's not something I'll pick a song to put on because the whole album is just outstanding. Um, some of them obviously are going to go a whole lot harder than others for like, like the boss themes and whatnot. Um, so you've got, you've got a good variety on there. Um, Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, Just like, wait till uh, the end of the podcast where Josh will be advertising a link to sell candy bars to support the people who made the Tunic soundtrack. Oh, right? are we going to Baltimore or something? Why are we selling candy bars? Josh Just wants cause. to raise more money for the people who made the Tunic soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, that, that, that vinyl is, I think, on pre-order at IM8 Bit at the moment, if you... If this is uh, spoken to you at all, I think that's supposed to be coming out next summer. Not an ad. We make no money from that. Yeah, absolutely not an ad. In fact, a- absolutely I, not. I, I I wish it were Fuck because you. I would immediately put all that money right back into vinyl from I am eight bit probably. Right. Exactly. I am eight bit. Give us money. Yeah. Or at least just give us the vinyl. Like that's. Yeah, we'll take the vinyls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Another song that Josh handpicked himself that he mm-hmm. loves from the soundtrack. All right. <laughs> so, Ray, your number What's two choice. Uh, let me go snag that real quick because, you know, you probably want to hear your song in action, right? Yeah, usually. I mean, I listen to it enough. <laughs> I did not expect. Interesting. Okay, so that is, I believe, from Persona 5, the Royal Edition. Yeah, so the first thing I want to tell you right now, I only noticed this today when I was preparing for this podcast. Mm-hmm. The lyrics for this song, if you read the lyrics off Spotify, they actually reference lyrics from other Persona 5 songs from the original edition. Specifically, Life Will Change. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it, no, it references how I'm not a robot AI challenging you. I'm not a phantom. Like it references things so, from so previous songs. So the song songs. just lies straight to your face. Exactly. Well, no, it's actually reinforcing that. It's like I told you I wasn't this, and I'm I'm reinforcing that. Now, again, this is another boss battle theme from a JRPG, not nearly as old as FF6 but had its wide release this year, only came out on PlayStation stuff beforehand. Persona 5 Royal really expands on the game in a way that makes a lot of logical sense, given what the characters were about. And I feel like the song, especially with the lyrics, tie those themes together. Mm. It is something that is not only a great song by a great vocalist, Lynn. She is amazing. Um, Persona games tend to focus on one vocalist for the whole game. You see this in Persona 3, Persona 4, and Persona 5. Persona 3 and 4 both had the uh, Japanese rapper Lotus Juice also helping with the primary vocals. But Lin does a lot of the vocals here, and it all has to do with the themes of the game. So it's like it's thematic, it's talented, and it's just... And then it references itself. There's so much thought in those soundtracks, and I think 5 is like... At, to, to credit what you're saying there, Ray, like it reinforces it even more so than like what keeping up with what three and four did. Yeah. And for those who still haven't played five Royal, like I'm not going to reveal like how the final 
put it this way the final boss changes but who it is is a huge surprise it's awesome and it makes a ton of sense given what the themes of the game are and the music just reinforces that all the way through to ask the ultimate question we've already killed god now who do we fight you for making the same joke over and over again but you know but you know what the actual answer to that is the spoiler thing i did that the spoiler answer is actually super smart yeah i agree and involves you know what the fight is i'll tell you right now instead of fighting god there is a scene in the final fight where there's joker just flat out punching another human in the face and it's more impactful than fighting like a god and then a helicopter escape sequence. Yes. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. No, and honestly, Persona 5's ro- the original and Royal soundtrack, Persona just... Soji Meguro just... He nails it every single time. But... Yeah, everyone's putting their hands up. Are cops coming? Yeah. We're white, it's fine, we'll be good. Put your hands down. <laughs> oh, commentary. Those don't sound like white sirens. <laughs> but yeah, no, Persona yeah. soundtracks just nail it every single time, and I'd be shocked if, like, when Persona 6 comes out, it wasn't my favorite hands-down soundtrack of that year. Hmm. It is, it is a pretty good soundtrack. If I'm being honest. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, you guys ready for? You guys aren't ready for my number two pick. You guys are gonna be slammed in the fucking mouth with this. You ready? Is it the Spice World? do my homework because i would have not put that song on my list because i had forgotten about it until i went back did my homework and remembered this song is fucking banging uh this is big apple 3 p.m from teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge which and man that song is so fucking good and it's important to point out it's a play on the song big apple 3 a.m from the original game Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, what I especially like about the song is definitely the BPM, like how fast moving it is. I love that. I love that pacing. Like for me, um, that it, it fits so well with a, a beat 'em up style game. And obviously, it's it is a. I don't know if you'd call it an interpolation of the first game or or the first game's music or they're reimagining, but. I real I just really like what's happening. It's 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 bopping. Um, it, it has a ton of energy. For for me, that's probably the most energetic track off of that soundtrack. And every time it's an I homage. hear it, I want to dance. Yeah, What'd homage for sure. Homage, yes, thank yeah, you. It's that's definitely an homage. Word. Like that's Shredder's Revenge. It's the soundtrack. Homage. It must the, be Italian. The, uh, the, yeah. only, <laughs> the only thing, um, the only thing it doesn't do, which you know, I'll call them cowards forever for it, is it. It should open the way the original song properly does by going 
Big Apple, 3 a.m. That would have been cool. That would have been cool, but... Alas, we can't have everything we want. But it's a damn good track. Go yeah. listen to the whole thing. It does. It has a little bit of a the actual TMNT theme woven into the song itself as well um, in a quick one-liner or one-measure. Is it just me or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in general? Strange for a property that started as a comic book is largely known for its music. Between the cartoon theme, the ninja rap, the video game music is pretty universally good from the NES on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. It's a weird, because Star is a comic it's book. It's just, it's weirdly, yeah, that's... It's a good sounding comic book. A comic book sounds great. That comic book sounds weirdly like my parents fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rich, joke gets better every time. Ah, it does. It's a classic. That, that, that was a good one, Rich. Thank Even you. though I've heard you made that joke, that was probably one of the yeah, best. I usually yeah, yeah. make it about Super Mario World. <laughs> That's true. That's his <laughs> good repeating joke. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> At a certain point, it's called a callback. I gotta, uh, I gotta call someone. <laughs> that's what I did to her back. They made fun of me again. Yeah, baby callback. I, I called that back. Anyways, Rich, your number two choice. Yeah. Spooky. Uh, is there a bass drop? It does come eventually. I don't know how soon it there comes. It Ooh. That's sleek. I like that. It's very sleek. Yeah. I that like that. Is that the, is the run oh. theme from Stray. Yeah. That um, Stray has a really good, very atmospheric soundtrack. And um, I like that track in particular because most of Stray's soundtrack is very like moody and atmospheric and sort of lends itself towards the exploration you're doing. Um, but that is the track that plays during the sequences where you are being chased. Hmm. Um, and it feels like a weird juxtaposition against that stuff of like the, it's it's the only track that really like breeds like real tension in it. And um, yeah. Those gameplay sequences at points are a little frustrating, especially if you're trying to get that trophy for not being attacked during them. Oh, dear. Um, mm. yeah, that's... But the, it's just like, it's not even like amped up pressure, but like it just, it's a tense track. Um, and it's yeah. smooth, and that bass drop is really like crunchy, and I, I just really like it. I mean, one, one of the things to note about it is... just thinks it's neat. I just think it's neat. One of the things is like... It's in 6-4, and you, when you usually think about it like a 3-4, 6-4, um, it's like a, kind of like a, a waltz, like a 1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2-3-1. So it's kind of a slower BPM um, when we think about like a 3-4 or a 6-4. But this one is like a 1-2-3-4-5-6-1-2-3-4-5-6. So it's almost double the BPM of what you normally think of a 3-4 or 6-4 track. So that's part of what makes that tension happen is it's happening so quickly and it's not in our typical four four that we're used to granted six four or three four are both very common time signatures still in music but to hear a 
a tense music uh, song where you're running away from something and they're ramping up that BPM on something that you're normally used to. It it's a very simple trick. I don't even want to call it a trick. It's a very simple action illusion, Shay. It's a simple action to take, and it's very effective. You know, you keep on talking about 3-4 and 6-4. Somewhere there's a bunch of Rush nerds listening going, it's not complicated enough. Yeah. Rush More cool. subdivisions. I love me some... Yo, you guys listen to Dream Theater? I do like Dream Theater. Dream Theater's very good. Before we get an email. <laughs> yeah. I love Rush, too. One of my favorite bands. Me, of I also time. like Rush. I said I love. Okay, well, whatever. I'm the bigger fan. I don't give a shit. I do. Uh, That's clear. You made that clear. (laughs) Anyways, um, so yeah, that's Rich's number two pick. All right, we're down to one p.m. December first, twenty twenty-two. Made Shay cry. Yeah, starting the month off right. Uh, Josh, here's your number one pick that I picked for you. Enjoy. Did I do good? Oh, yeah. yeah. Superman does good. You're doing well. That's true. Plus, I didn't even write the song. I just took 10 seconds to pick it. So. You heard it here first, folks. Shay Layton did not write this song. Unfortunately. <laughs> News to everybody. Breaking. But this song, also off the Tunic soundtrack, is called Memories of Memories. Oh, yeah. I think um, it is the most important song off the soundtrack, to be honest with you, which is why I set it as Josh's number one. Yes, yes. Um, it's not much more to get into that I haven't already mentioned at this point. Um, wait, Josh, do you like Tunic? <laughs> hey, I'm, still okay. sure. I'm still unsure of this. Yeah. Um, What I could say yeah. while you're thinking, Josh, yeah, is ahead, like, this, this is the opening song you hear upon booting up the game and actually starting the gameplay. Yes. And this is kind it's of the, very, the main overworld theme. Yes. And it's super important because it kind of sets, it sets the whole vibe of the game off. Because a lot of this game is about combat, but even more so, it's about exploration and puzzles. Yes, yes. Um... This game, I've I've, I've talked a ton about how this game is set up before and how it's not really a Zelda game. I mean, it sort of is in like the old, old school Zelda game of just that that complete unknown feeling of of dropping into a game and having to explore everything. Um, And yes, just this, this... this is a game that will absolutely kill you, but this is how it introduces itself to you. Um, mm. Not as something like just like openly hostile to you. It is, it is something inviting that you, you can learn this world is kind of the, the feeling they're giving you from the outset. Um, right and that that song really helps to kind of get that across um right from the beginning it does a really good job of it as well 
I uh I I didn't tell you guys this, and this is not why I selected it as your number one, Josh. But <laughs> that part of that that music, part of what's happening, kind of reminds me of Dead Rising, the first game. There there's some also there's music. One of the tracks in Dead Rising is also a little bit similar to that track. And Dead Rising is one of my favorite games of all time, for better or worse. I know not everyone's going to feel similarly, but... I, I like really... Dead Rising. They should have made the font bigger, but I like Dead Rising. Yeah. I, I really like that, that game a lot, and that, that song actually gives me some vague vibes of that. So not only is it setting up the game of Tunic so well, for me personally, there's a little bit of nostalgia tinged in there. So... um. That's not why I picked it for Josh's number one. I just figured that it's a good encapsulation of what Tunic is. It, no, it, is it really is. That that main overworld theme really does an excellent job of setting up what you should expect from the game. Even even though it is a pretty tough game as you continue to explore it, I think mm. it does a good job of not pushing you away, even, I even agree. with all of that. Yeah, you get your ass kicked, but it makes you want to come back for more. And music is a big part of that, too, because the soundtrack is so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Josh, that is a fantastic choice for your number one <laughs> song. I'm glad uh, you picked it. Josh, you're such a good decision maker. Mm-hmm. That's why they call me the decider. The decider. That's going to be your new nickname, new nickname going into next year. We got the editor, the decider. Mm-hmm. Daddy Warbucks. Daddy wore fucks. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Probably. I hope so. One uh, would assume. <laughs> speaking of making good decisions, Ray, your number one song of this year is... Alright guys, take a step to the left, yep, now take a step to the right, yep, here we go, squat, squat, totally could do jazzercise to that song, Uh, Richard Simmons is going to come out with his new special. I'm going to ask you to look up something that's sort of an addendum to that, On, on Spotify look up the same song called the Super Arrange version. Okay. It is actually okay. like a fully like modernized version of the same song. Now, this is a song called Inevitable Struggle from uh, Trails of Heroes, uh, Tales of Heroes, Trail Trails. Of Heroes. Yeah. Tales of Heroes, Trails to Zero. So and they're, they're, okay. they're not even trying at this point. They're, they're intentionally making this difficult. <laughs> yeah, this is putting this tales is the, and trails in the same title. Trails of Tales. Wait, We've been so doing it forever. The, the the super what version? Super arranged version. You'll see it. It is like the main. Ca- it's all the characters wearing like headphones on the picture. It okay. is sort of the same song, but given the same treatment that Trails of Cold Steel songs are given, which Rich would know is like heavy guitar and violin. Yeah. I can't find it. Can you link it to me? I can't find uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, while we're talking about this, I'll just go into it. It is the boss battle music from The Legend of Heal. Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero. It is 
Yeah, I, I know. It is a game that originally came out in 2010 for the what? PSP for the PSP in Japan and just finally came out this year in America. It's very good. It is a very good game. Hmm. It is I'll, a I'll allow it. It is a it just came out in America for the first time this year and its sequel is coming out early next year. I'll allow it. Trails to Azure. Now, how do you go from Trails to Zero to Trails to Azure? Well, uh, from Zero, you can go anywhere. These game. Yeah, I think that uh, what is it? There's three Trails in the Sky, two, three, two, four. So it's five, nine, and then ten, eleven. They're up to like the twelfth. Them Trails in the Sky. They're up to like the twelfth game in oh, Japan. Oh, you talking about the Legend of Heroes? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the Legend of Heroes. Legend of Heroes searching for camp trails. Those trails in the sky make the frogs gay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the day we're recording. Alex Jones joke might be too topical today. I was going to say, the day we're recording, Kanye West was on Alex Jones and he made made some statements. He was dressed like uh, Cobra Commander and And, he really voiced some opinions. (laughs) Yeah, about weather dominators and whether or not Hitler was okay. Yo! <laughs> yeah. So Kanye and Destro, uh, really, they're, really, they're kind, of, they're, they're kind of boys at this point. Yeah. Well, let's bring that back. Very let's bring topical. that. Let's bring it back to the music. So this again, this is super arranged version. So it's more modern instrumentation. It's more produced. I will definitely say that. There's more production value in it, I should say. Ooh. That one slaps much harder. That's that's definitely not Trails in the Sky, though. No, but that's more like Trails of Cold Steel, which again... That's Rich Trails of Fire, because that's what that song yeah. is. Fire, I tell you. Trails no. of these Nuts. I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure what does that even look yeah, like? The, the, you don't want to know. know. No, you don't want to know. It's like an episode of SVU going horribly wrong. Is that where you just drag your balls through the snow? It's like a snail trail of DNA. Well, how else do you keep warm? <laughs> Follow my trail of scrotum. Don't send anyone I know this You'll audio. You'll find me by the trail of my scrotum. Don't send anyone I know this audio. <laughs> This is going to be broadcasting in West Virginia. They think I'm respectable. <laughs> then they really will think. No one over there thinks anything mama. decent of me. I have to make a call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the song. Yeah, um, to, sorry. I have to call my attorney. Uh, in general. He has to be able to find you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be in a white Ford Bronco on the <laughs> LA Highway. <laughs> OJ Simpson murdered those people so hard they stopped making the Ford Bronco. (laughs) We're making the topical jokes for the youngsters. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Imagine that you did something so bad there's no more Toyota Camry. (laughs) If only he dipped his blood in ball or his balls in blood. Oh, and then dragged it across the snow. But yeah, Falcom Sound Team is an amazing video game soundtrack team <laughs> that they just do such great work every single time that they are above reproach even when talking about OJ Simpson's flight from the law. Today's <laughs> podcast is brought to you by Ford. 
<laughs> Built Ford. No, I'm not going to say it. They don't sponsor us. No, no, no. They, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they could sue us for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're yeah. listening to this. It, so, someone from Ford is. They're very depressed. They're about to lose their job at the plant because, you know, manufacturing's going elsewhere. We're, we're giving them a window to get their job back. Exactly. See, we're philanthropists. Yeah, 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 exactly. Philanthropy. There's more than one of us. Philanthropies. 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 Philanthropies nuts. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you just, you brought it back around so fast. <laughs> Right, you see, this is what I deal with every week when, like, I'm actually trying to talk about something serious. Fight, fight, labor. I specifically plural, pluralize things in Greek just so, just to set that up. Yeah, I appreciate I, I, it. I mean, yeah. I get it. L let me bring up something serious. <laughs> the Last of Us remake is not worth seventy dollars. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I didn't play it, but you're right. Yeah, I, I didn't play it either because I didn't want to pay seventy dollars for it. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, Falcom Sound Team—they're really one of the best out there in terms of just traditional JRPGs. They're not. It's sort of like Whiplash from my last entry of Persona, where Persona's you know putting in jazz and lounge influences and J-pop influences into their music, whereas Falcom Sound Team is like, let's just make the best traditional soundtrack we can and they hit it every single time given the technology they have mm. yeah yeah not a dud in the bunch i, I would 100 percent agree with that mm -hmm. i like it that was a great choice for number one ray good job and i mean that sincerely i know it sounds like i'm being sarcastic for some reason i'm not the sincere. good thing no, about I, having I, I think this thing took a left turn in the last like six minutes that everything's like in what way in, in what way it's like <laughs> what are they taking seriously are they not taking game of the year awards seriously as an outlet <laughs> no it's listen, true i wish i wish that you guys could have the pep talk that i had with josh when we got on here when josh is stressed out i'm like dude just remember none of this matters yeah this means true goatee goatee but you know what does matter sword chomp tell me let me tell you. Actually, let He's me not show you. But you gotta ruin everything, don't you? <laughs> Rich has got to ruin everything. I'm so sorry, I couldn't resist it. It's no, true. No, no, I that was that was actually amusing, dude. Yeah. Like I'm that sorry is, for uh, the people on an audio podcast that have no idea what just happened. <laughs> Nor will they ever. That's mm -hmm. actually the blessing about that. Um, that is the song Sakura Fubuki from Trek to Yomi. Um, that was definitely my favorite song of this year. Fubuki. I. Hmm. No, nothing. I was just... Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> Probably for the best. No, um, I I really had a lot of love for this game. For better or worse, there were some technical issues. There are some issues with the combat, but 
I really very much enjoyed this game for a lot of reasons, and the music was such a big part of it. And this song is really cool. It's there are a lot of songs that sound fairly similar to this on the soundtrack itself, but for me, this is one that stands out the most. It's very peaceful. It happens towards the beginning of the game. It sets up the rest of the game so well. I really like that traditional um, Jap- Japanese instrumentation. Uh, you can hear the shamisen in there. I, I'm a very big fan of the shamisen. Um, just hearing it in music, obviously I cannot play it. Um, very difficult instrument to play, but I love that traditional instrumentation a lot. I have a very special place in my heart for it. Obviously, living in Japan for almost six years now, it's not something that I get to hear nearly as often as I wish I did. Um, but I, I just I love that that instrumentation. I love how it's used in the game and how it's complementing what everything else that's happening in the game, which is a very very unique game gaming experience of this year so um it's a song that i I could put on at any time and absolutely be transported right back to the game while also simultaneously being transported to almost like a different era or time period so now definitely Everything from what I heard about this game, it almost sounds like this, just even that one song that you just played from it, it almost sounds like the soundtrack transcends the game itself. I would say that more about the art direction than the soundtrack. It's it's really doing sort of like an er early samurai film sort of a style to it with, obviously, like the way the soundtrack is, the direction that heads, but then also the the way it's framed. The like concept feels more novel than the game itself to me, and that's like all the other pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's a really cool game to like turn on easy or something and just play through real quick because I, I don't think the gameplay is the strong suit, but the music, the art, everything else about it, I think is really, really cool. A lot of mm. standout pieces that maybe don't make a great whole. I. I thought it was a like a a very well compact told story. Um, the combat doesn't always complement the story it's trying to tell. Obviously, the inspiration there is uh, Kurosawa. Uh, yeah, Samurai yeah, films, yeah. You which know, it's such a big inspiration th- there. But I, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not even that it doesn't come together so much as just that. I think the gameplay is just kind of the weak link of it. You know, it's right. funny. You know what? I whatever videos I saw, I didn't play this game, but what I saw of it and the criticisms of it. If someone wanted to make a more dynamic game, if they took like the look and the feel and the sound, and added almost like the combat. If you guys remember Dust and Elysian Tale, yeah, yes, I feel like that would have been like a really good fit for this sort of art style and like soundtrack and stuff. It would have been a good like mashup. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't like. It's, it, it's it's a nice it's a nice comparison there. I th- I think it's I think it could have been better. The thing the thing with the combat, not to get too much into this. Obviously, we're talking about favorite song. Is that yeah. I like that at the beginning of the game, it's like slow and deliberate combat. Yeah, which I think fits it works so best. Then it 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 fits what it's trying to do so well. And then as you get further in the game. Then you start having like they start throwing more enemies at you, you and know, more enemy yeah, types, yeah. and then it feels just so like it's really busy. Busy, yes, that is yeah, the best. Honestly, way to I have a lot of the same complaints about the combat in that game as I do of with God of War Ragnarok. Mm. It's it's got that same sort of 
well, how are we going to make this more difficult feeling? Throw more enemies in. Sort of now thing. I just want to ask, by the it, does the music change as they throw more enemies at you? Like, I know this may be more of a soundtrack question, but... Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, there's a lot that happens in the music. Obviously, a lot of the instrumentation, because it is a theme... Uh, I would say that they use a lot of the similar instrumentation, but yes. Um, no, but because I'm only asking because that song that you played was actually very beautiful, like right from the get go. So it's mm. like I would almost like to see like a game, like almost like build yeah. on itself in that sort of style. It does. It does. Yeah, it, it gets much more. Um, like that. That was from like the intro, like cuts from the very beginning. It? Yeah. Yes. Um, at, at its simplest, then. Yes. Well, while while they're setting up the world, because there there's a lot of setup in this game. It's got a fairly lengthy introduction sequence as they're giving you the stakes of, of why you need to go save the village and whatnot. Um, and yeah, it, it kind of it goes some places from there. Well, uh, you know what? That's almost a that's almost a testament to how music can do a lot of the narrative heavy lifting, as yes. long as it you know builds properly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, and a classic, classic example of that, honestly, uh, it's a game that influenced us all the way back in the day is uh, Hyper Light Drifter is another really good oh, one absolutely. kind of yeah. games that the music does the heavy lifting of the narrative there. So um, for sure, this game, same thing, same thing. Music does a lot of the heavy lifting of telling the narrative. Yep. So. Yeah. It has that like come, especially that song for me has like a come by the campfire. Let me tell you a story of something that happened kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I didn't expect us to have that good of a conversation around that. That makes me happy. Uh, that's my number one choice. Uh, Rich, Hi. you get the pleasure of having the last uh, song shown off for this category. Cate- I said it Japanese for some wow. reason. Category. Wow. Now, now it is what you said it is. Uh, yeah, you I, ready? I agree. You, you, you have ready? no problem. Yeah, go for it. I just want to grab some titties. Oh, anyways, uh, that was uh, not the actual lyrics of the song. I apologize. Just, you know, mm-hmm. venting my legal. frustration there. Just to be clear. <laughs> do you watch that most recent episode? Yeah, yes, 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 I did. Thank God. Okay. Uh, Panic in the Sky from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, why was this your number one pick? Rich, it's a great choice, um, by the way. That yeah. soundtrack, as we said earlier, when your one came up, is killer. There's something about this track in particular, especially like the like weird lyrics. It's so unapologetically like '90s and like reminiscent of the cartoon that I just kind of can't help but love it. Like it's that very '90s upbeat rock, like very in your face and just. It even has 80s vibe in it too. Like yeah, well, it is, well, it, which 80s is to very, 90s. 80s music is a very 90s cartoon 90s sound. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, 100%. It, yeah. Like legally not of, Van Halen. Yes. It reminds me of something that could either be on like the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack or it could be yeah. on like the 90s cartoon TMNT yeah. cartoon, like either yeah. one. Yeah. And just 
it's unapologetic in what it's trying to do and trying to evoke that era of games, cartoons, of music in general. And I think that track is like an encapsulation of it. Yeah. Just makes yeah. you feel good. It does, yeah. man. You could do jazzercise to that song, too. And I will. <laughs> uh, makes you want to go into a forest by yourself and just snap along and just... Makes you want to drive a Ford Bronco down the highway without breaking... <laughs> To escape the Los Wait, Angeles Police Don't Department. fit for some reason. And the award for most OJ Simpson jokes in 2022 podcasts goes <laughs> to <laughs> Sword Chomp. <laughs> hey, we, we, really, we couldn't have done it without our lack of tact or lack of talent for that. It's matter. true. Yeah, it's true. We have lack of there, tact, lack of talent, lack of original thinking. There's so many lacking. There's so much lacking. Every time I think of just like the best OJ Simpson joke ever, I just think offhandedly uh, Bojack Horseman wrote the best like OJ Simpson joke trial ever of after doing the Ford Bronco joke, just going, ma'am, we're the LAPD. I think we're going to get it right. <laughs> See, I just Don't think of always? when Roddy Roddy Piper fought Goldust at a WWF pay-per-view and they had the fake car chase that interspliced chase footage from the O.J. Simpson chase. Yeah, yeah that's real good. I didn't know about that. Now Look it up. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm going to have to go watch that. But Rich, that was the number one pick. A good one at that. I Thank say. you. You're welcome. With that note, uh, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we're hitting about an hour and a half into our recording. So we're going to take a quick, very quick, short break. Uh, go to the bathroom, top off our fluids, and we'll be right back with more deliberation. So don't you touch that dial. You know, Shay, Josh, when I listen to the chomp cast, I don't just listen to the chomp cast. I'll what be do chomping. you do? I be chomping. You be chomping. I be chomping. What do you mean? You know, I chomp it to the east, and I chomp it to the west, and I chomp it over to swordchomp.com, where I listen to the Chompcast. Oh, shit. What else can I find there? What's at swordchomp.com? At swordchomp.com, you can chomp over to the east for episodes of the Chompcast, where we talk about video games. Or you can chomp over to the west for Chomping After Dark, where we spoil comics, movies, even video games themselves. Hell yeah. You know, one time, <laughs> I was listening to the Chompcast in the back of a car, and a police officer comes over and he knocks on the window, and I roll it down, and he shines his light on me, and I say, I'll be chomping. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he was breathless. He didn't know what to say. You know what I would have said? Tell me. I would have said I'd be chomping. I'd be chomping. 